Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm your host, Frank, and this is another one of my first look episodes, this time at the player cards of A Light in the Fog. Kind of eerie. But I'm not doing it alone. I'm joined today by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hi, Peter. How you doing? Doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, we've, uh, man, did the last time we record, were we caked in snow? Almost certainly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it vanished almost overnight. It was, it was yeah. spooky. It's glorious sunshine here now. Oh, very like nice. Spring is on the way. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Looking forward to it this year. Me too. So, we should dive in, shouldn't we? Uh, we absolutely should, yeah. I'm pretty, pretty Follow hyped. this light through the fog. Would you like to go first or second? Oh, what I haven't done is flick through to see if there's any cards I want to do. And then figure out. I'll go first. You can do Peter's prerogative. And just take over. To claim a card. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I'm happy with that. No, that's fine. I'll go first. I'm happy to go first. Okay, let's do it. First of all, we have Holy Rosary. Hmm, interesting. Wait, what? (laughs) There's a Guardian card. Two cost asset, uh, two XP. It has a willpower and an agility icon. And it has item, charm and blessed traits. You get plus one willpower. Reaction. After you succeed at a willpower test on a treachery, exhaust Holy Rosary, add two blessed tokens to the Chaos Bag, and it can soak two horror and it uses the accessory slot. Now, I know people have had a lot of complaints about FFG recently, but this kind of mess up that they've managed to print a corset <laughs> card in the wrong faction with XP, it just really takes the biscuit, doesn't it? My, my my friend had spotted on... Uh, recently, uh, FFG announced the new expansion for Arkham Horror 3rd Edition. Mm-hmm. And I think it said in the article, this expansion is full of ghosts. My friend had replied to them on Twitter saying, how can you make this mistake? <laughs> Filling an expansion with ghosts. What kind of printing error results in that happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, so this is this the first time ever we have a card change faction as it upgrades? I think it is, yes. Mm. There's obviously the multi-class cards, but they kind of were already the faction at level zero. Yeah, exactly. They don't change faction. Yeah, no, I think it is. I, I, I think we saw this in a fan from some time so ago. Too. So yeah. I don't think we knew exactly what it did. Mm-hmm. So the difference is it's gained an icon, it's gained the reaction ability, and it's changed changed faction. That's it, right? Yes. Yeah. And maybe it's gained... The blessed trait? Ooh, good question. Has it? Yeah, I think it's just item and charm at level zero. Ah. Yeah. So it's actually adding blessed tokens to the bag now, which makes sense mm-hmm. yeah. for it to be ble- yeah. blessed. It's quite a neat way, isn't it, of revisiting a card that maybe should have had an interaction with bless by just adding an XP version that does have an interaction. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's nice. As we're seeing more ability to do like i guess back when we had the core set and Mm. maybe one or two cycles it felt like the mystic style of play using spells and using a willpower was limited largely to the mystic faction yeah until we got seth and everyone's like oh well there's seth but she's really just a mystic Mm -hmm. uh no one really considered her a rogue but we're sort of getting more and more cards now that let us play or or reasonably play spells outside of Mystic. I mean, since Dunwich, we've had that feeling, haven't we? Of like, well, you know, Zoe has willpower of four, so you could always use that willpower to yeah, you slap in run a couple, a couple of, of spells. Six cents, right? Something like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, yeah. But but I think at the same time, the the choices for boosting your willpower outside of Mystic with stuff like a Holy Rosary have been a bit more limited. Like survivors had Pizza Vesta level two. Mm-hmm. Has a few other cards scattered around the place. Yeah. But this is just a nice, straightforward, two-cost willpower boost if you're running a Guardian Mystic. Yeah. So straight away, potentially, Diana Stanley or Sister Mary are kind of like the look of it, right? They're, they're our kind of Guardian Mystic yeah, exactly, investigators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, 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 yeah. Or if you want to run Zoe, <laughs> doing more spells, Zoe. then yeah, you could use this. Yeah, I feel like... Funnily enough, there are quite a few willpower static boosts in Guardian. You've got the police badge, you've got Brother Xavier, and this just sort of oh, adds... The police badge, yeah, of course, I forgot about that. Yeah, and then this is just another option, really. And I think what's standing out for me in Guardian is that it's Horror Soak in Guardian, 
and many of our Guardian investigators have low sanity. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of nice as well. If you're doing that as an upgrade, it's giving you a bit more defense against the Mythos, and it's giving you a bit of horror soak. And if you're going to pass some willpower tests, you get some some blessed tokens. I think the other the other nice thing uh, is that that reaction ability after you succeeded a willpower test on a treachery, it does mm. combo well with some other mystic cards like uh, let me handle this and first watch and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said mystic cards, but you meant uh, yeah, I meant cards. Yeah. Cards, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's an acceptable mistake given that this is a mystic card, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Pull those pull those willpower treacheries onto you. Absolutely, Con- and c- yeah, control what you see. I suppose exactly. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's the old it's the guardian part of guardian, isn't it? It's protecting yeah. the players. Protecting. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. I think the other thing I'm really noticing about bless is that bless in guardian has this slightly warped, or it has been slightly warped by sister Mary. So you've got sister Mary adding bless, but then if you're any other guardian who wants to play with bless, you're going to be looking at the Blessed Blade or the Book of Psalms, or there are actually quite a few cards now that just add bless tokens for Guardian. So that means we could probably start to look into, you know, how do I build, say, uh, a Leo Anderson bless deck or a Mark Harrigan bless deck, and you start filling in all of your slots with kind of bless adding cards. And so my immediate reaction, I suppose, in sharing this is when I see a card like this, I'm like, well... Sister Mary is already adding a lot of bless. Does she need more? But yeah, yeah, I get that. It, weirdly, it's sort of not quite a Sister Mary card. Although I think the willpower boost is really nice for her. Bro, well, should we move on to the next one? So this is me, and I'm reading Shield of Faith. This is a two-cost guardian asset, two XP, double willpower icons, spell and blessed traded. So Mateo can take it. Seal up to five blessed tokens. If Shield of Faith has no token sealed on it, discard it. Reaction, when an enemy attacks an investigator at your location, exhaust Shield of Faith and release a Chaos token sealed here, cancel that attack. Takes up the Arcane slot. Release means return to the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what do you make of this? I think it's, it's pretty good, actually. Uh, double double willpower icons, nice. Only two cost. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's our fella in his obf- obfuscation? Yeah. Uh, in in Rogue, which I think is a really nice card. That is, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say Obfuscation is fast. It is, yeah. And two cost, but only three attacks, and attacks of opportunity, specifically, mm-hmm. I seem to remember. Yes, that's correct. So this is broader in scope, protects more attacks, and mm-hmm. can work on any, well, broader in scope, it can work on any investigate your location and on any attack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but only one a turn. But only one a turn. It's a nice little comparison point, isn't it, in terms of like the MO of the two factions. Rogue is like, give me a load of hits in one go, and I'll rush through them, and then I'll not be able to handle them again. And Guardian is much more like, we're here for the long game. I'm going to protect you slow and steadily. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, five charges on this almost feels like too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Do do I need this? I think in, in some... In some scenarios, it could be really good. Mm-hmm. In in more enemy-heavy campaigns or scenarios, I think a higher proportion of your damage and horror is going to come from from stuff like this. Uh, from from stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking as well. If you think of something like Dim Carcosa, where you've got the big H hitting everyone every turn, if yes. you're on a doubt run, like something like that, this becomes really valuable. Or, or actually, a scenario I played the other day: extracurricular activities, where mm. you've got the experiment, and that readies at the start of every enemy phase, mm. so you can't mm. can't realistically evade it. Just slap this down. So rather than moving in and out to avoid being attacked, you pop this down. Yeah, mm, yeah. Like so, I, I could th- yeah, I could think of s- specific situations where it would be quite useful. Yeah, I think that's right as well. I think for me, my reflex is. When I want to dodge many attacks, I actually don't want a card that's exhausting. I want to be able to control how I do that. Yeah. Because obviously if you have an enemy on you and you dodge one of its hits, what do you do for the other two actions if you can't get rid of it? Well, you've you got know, a second shield of faith, obviously. You've got all ten blessed tokens down. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no limit there. I think the other thing you mentioned about is five is almost too much. I've been playing solo Sister Mary recently, as as recently as yesterday, and I've actually realized with Rite of Sanctification, 
I often don't want to seal five blessed tokens on right of sanctification either mm. because that's that's 10 resources and I've I've realized with the deck I've built I don't often need a card that gives me 10 resources yeah and then Six you're is just good. sacrificing the blessed tokens yeah exactly so I'll often play right for three bless because I can do that you know what turn two and then I'm going to definitely use those three bless and get them back in the bag so I wonder if what we'll see with shield of faith for people who run it, is that you maybe you know there's a big fight coming or you know there's a particular enemy you can't handle and you put this down and seal, yeah, three or maybe maybe two, although it doesn't seem too useful at that point. But yeah, you don't have to put five to get value, I think. The other thing I'd add about that, which is sort of a point for our Bless and Curse episode, is what I've really noticed with Sister Mary with Bless is how many different ways you can try and make those Bless tokens work for you. And this is just another example of that. Yeah. So you, you, you put them in the bag. You Maybe you've got Rite of Sanctification in play. So you play this for free because you've reduced its cost by two. So that puts a Bless back in the bag and Shield of Faith then comes out and takes that Bless back out of the bag onto Shield of Faith. So you've used a Bless token for uh, two resources and then for a dodge. And then maybe you use it for something else later on, you know, a Radiant Smite or something like that. And it, I really enjoy that style, actually. When we first saw Bless and Curse, we thought, oh, there'll just be this fun little surprise when you draw them from the bag. But it seems to me that the way Guardian interacts with Bless is like, no, 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 we're going to get our hands in the bag and really use them a lot. They feel much more impactful than just a modifier. Yeah. Lovely to see another way of using them. I really think our experience of the Curse playthrough, which we need to do pick, need to pick back up, is that... The economy of the tokens is is more interesting than just their direct effects. That yeah. would be my my one line summary, my one line review of of, of Blurs. This is why we have you on the cast, Peter. Thank you. Because you've said in one line what's taken me three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Should we move on? Yeah, let's let's. Uh, we have our first seeker card, and we have uh, Mike. Look at that! <laughs> yeah, I was just squinting at this, trying to figure out what the art was. What? What is? It's like a, a picture of an eye, right? With it, it, as it's called, Fay. It feels like it's some kind of premonition or vision, right? Mm-hmm. Is that like a bloody, is it a dagger? Bloody knife, yeah. yeah, something like that. It's pretty wild, whatever it is. So, so this is yeah, Fay. It is a skill card. It is one XP. And it has a willpower and two wild icons. And it has innate and cursed traits. If a curse token is revealed during this skill test, you may return Fey to your hand when this test ends. Those that hobgoblin call you in sweet puck, you do their work and they shall have good luck. William Shakespeare, A Midsummer's Night Dream. That well-known Lovecraftian author. That's right, yeah. Yeah, oh, this, this is curious, isn't it? Yeah, really curious. I'll tell you my gut feel. One XP for a three icon skill card that might not trigger its effect doesn't feel great. <laughs> yeah. So the question is, can we engineer it so it's a bit more useful? My mm. my second, slightly less gut feel, is that if you're running... Because this is innate, Silas can take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could get some free skill bounces in Silas. Yeah which is nice. It's always nice. So you can mm. put this in a test, and if you don't get a curse, you can bring it back with Silas's ability. The thing is, it it only gives you one extra icon beyond what you would get off the curse anyway. Yes. Oh, yeah. unless yeah. you're using Blasphemous Covenant. Blasphemous Covenant, of course. Yeah. So for me, I'm really glad you've said basically all of my thoughts as well, and I just add that it feels to me like it is a piece in a much larger machine. Yeah. And I don't have a very clear idea of what that machine looks like. Because exactly <laughs> as you say, like this is a, a one wild or a one willpower icon card if you're revealing a curse. Yeah. So it sort of is not really helping you. It's a bit like the opportunist conundrum all over again. Uh, you know, opportunist gives you an icon, but also raises the threshold by which it needs to be impactful to the point where you're actually you're digging a deeper hole. And Faye made me think that as well. I think if if curses are flying around liberally, maybe you're running this as a. Sometimes it's useful, but yeah, it's still one icon. Yeah, that's the bit I find. Well, hard. but are we in a situation again? And, and, and I don't want to keep pointing at this. 
we've got Favour of the Sun and Favour of the Moon coming later this cycle. Mm, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned them. Is that enough to make this card worthwhile? I mean, it's still, it's three icons if you don't pull a curse. Yeah. Which, like, that's not terrible. Like, mm-hmm. Inquiring Mind is, is three icons. Yeah. Uh, although that doesn't cost any XP. And it's three wild icons. This is, it's got a willpower. Yeah, it's only icon. three icons for a willpower test. Yeah. But, hmm. You know, is it, is it being run in, say, Luke or another Mystic, where they're going to definitely be doing lots of willpower tests, getting a nice plus three is useful, and they might also be toying with curses for the cursed spell suite? Yeah. So there's maybe there's something there? Yeah, yeah. I think what you said, like, I think Favor of the Moon, Blasphemous Covenant, this. That's a three-card combo, but that turns... You control when you see the curse, and it turns the curse into a plus one, so this becomes a four-icon card. Yeah. And all for the cost of four XP... No, six XP. Two for Blasphemous, two for two copies of Favor of the Moon, two for two copies of this. Like, maybe? <laughs> but the thing about Fey is that it's it's fine even when mm. you don't draw a curse token. Yes. Yeah, it, you get you, you essentially get card advantage if you do draw a curse token. Mm-hmm. What I'm thinking is it's not terrible. It's not like it does nothing if you don't draw a curse, which would be yeah. bad. What it does is it helps you pass a test if you don't draw a curse, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. is which is good for a card anyway. Like how often have you put a, a fancy card in your deck and you're like, oh, I can't wait to play this, and then you end up having to put it into a test for for the icons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this, you know, it's just a too often beater to answer your question. Too <laughs> often, exactly. Yeah, new, new card curse. This, like, is it's it's a fine card. It's like mm-hmm. okay, unless you draw a curse, in which case it becomes a bit better. Yeah, yeah. If it said something along the lines of, if you draw a curse, this card gets loads of icons. Yeah, it had one icon, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah agreed. It, it, that's a bit like what uh, skeptic mm. does, right? Skeptic, t- does it that turn a curse modifier to a zero or something? Turns all bless and curse to plus, plus one. one instead. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- th- yeah. That and it's feels, only one icon. That feels a lot more tight in its scope than Fey. Yeah, I was just going to say closing points. Min obviously adds an icon to it, which is pretty nice. But also, maybe it's worth a look at in Amanda because it's also a card that can go underneath her. I run unexpected courage in my solo Amanda decks just to get my stats to 4444 for a turn. And this is the kind of thing that you could put underneath her for a turn. I think it wouldn't return to your hand if you reveal a curse, because... Why? Well, maybe it does, actually. You just end up with no card underneath her, surely. So if you could hit a hit a willpower test in Mythos and hit a curse in that test, you'd get it back and then put it under her again. Ooh, that is a bit cheeky. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, reset your stats to 5444 for another turn. On we go. Next is Guided by the Unseen. This is a Seeker asset. Two cost and three XP. So that miraculous breakpoint where the three XP starts gating it to pure Seekers, basically. Willpower and Intellect icons. It's Ritual traded, and it takes up an Arcane slot. Uses four secrets. Free trigger during a skill test at your location. The Performing Investigator may search the top three cards of their deck for a card that can be committed to this test. You may spend one secret to commit that card. Shuffle the Performing Investigator's deck. First thing to add is that lots of people have pointed out... I've seen some discussion about this card, and I understand it now. There's no Mm -hmm. limit on that free trigger Ah, ability. Yeah. So, if nothing else, you could make your friends shuffle their decks an infinite number of times. Wow, okay. <laughs> uh, and, and practically what you could do is just keep searching the, your deck until you find the skill card you want to commit. The they might as well say, skill card. Yeah. Might as well say search your deck for a skill card and commit it to this test. Yes, because you could search three, not spend a secret to commit the card, they shuffle, yeah. and then just do it again and again and again. Okay, so the card is broken, as written? Well, I mean, it, it, it doesn't perform as you would expect. Whether it's broken or mm. not, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. It basically lets you pick four skill cards for four for four skill tests and commit them, which, yeah. like... And also, I guess if you're in Mandy, it lets you trigger all of your research abilities. We do know that MJ has said that they're aware of an issue. Yes. So, so I think one could reasonably assume this card will... Because it, it it's... Whether it's broken or not, different question. I'd suspect it's probably mm-hmm. very good. 
Yeah, I meant broken in the kind of practical. Yeah, it's it's certainly not working, not really working as intended. So I think we can expect either that it will exhaust when you use it, or Mm -hmm. there'll be a limit once per test added to it. Exhaust, obviously, a bit worse. Yeah, then it's once a turn rather than once a test. Yeah. But yeah, let's, should we assume, I don't know, do we want to review this based on that it might be exhausting or? Yeah, why not? Let's let's review it as though it's exhausting, and then if it gets to limit once a test, we're we're very happy. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a full episode on it then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Two cost, four secrets. That seems reasonable. Arcane slot. It's all right, I guess. Yep. Seeker is slowly getting arcane slot competition. I like it because you don't have to commit a skill. You can just commit any card. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, actually. you can just have a rummage through. Say you see your second copy of a tome you're not going to play or an ally, you're essentially winnowing your deck of those icons and all of that kind of thing feels really nice. If it's exhausting, there's a chance it whiffs then, which, you know, or if it's limit once per test, there's a chance it whiffs, which is not as nice. But yeah, I think it's just, it feels to me like quite a nice, um, I want to say panic button. Yeah, You don't use this every test, but you have it sitting waiting. And maybe when you get sprung a test that you weren't expecting, you go and look for that unexpected courage or whatever other skill you have that is your sort of defensive skill what do you make of it yeah i mean it's it's a little bit like a eureka run stick except you don't get the card draw which is probably one of the crucial parts of eureka i would use Mm. i would say you use the card draw far more than you use the commit yeah i would say i look for tests that i can put eureka into to get the card i want from it yeah yeah but what's cool is that you you could do this, there's no cost to doing this. Mm-hmm. So you could just, un, un, uh, unless like the limit is added, I suspect mm-hmm. it might exhaust actually because shuffling it, d- doing it on every single test is going to get very wearisome for people. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah. if you're playing Mandy and you've got research cards in your deck, every single test you're going to be searching the top three cards of your deck, trying to yeah. find a research card to put this in. Yeah, she could be searching the top six instead. Oh, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, searching for two cards to commit, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, that's a good point. She could commit two cards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's it's probably pretty good. I nearly said it's very good in Norman, mm, because he yeah. might have a deduction or something on the top of his deck, but of course Norman can't take it. Someone else could take it and use it on Yeah, Because <laughs> that's the other nice thing. It's not just you, it, it can target anyone. I have to like the player who's playing Norman quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know the potential there for your your guardian hasn't seen their vicious blow yet, and you say take the test, and I'll help you search your deck mid test. I think we're seeing a couple of things that are quite nice there. Then you know the mid test search is kind of interesting. I think also this idea, I think it's new to Arkham, the idea of a card that lets you access other cards in your deck rather than rather than cards in hand. Because essentially you're paying two to be able to commit four cards directly from your deck into tests. Yeah. Which is a quite nice touch. And maybe that means if you want to keep a large hand for, you know, big hand stuff, it's quite nice to have a card like this down where you can commit cards, but they aren't coming out of your hand. That seems kind of cool. I like that as a... It's like providing knowledge that you didn't even know you had. <laughs> so, so yeah. Okay, weird card. Pretty funky. Yeah. Yeah. Should we move on? Yeah, let's, let's. Is, it, is this me now? It is, yeah. Brill. Okay, we have the, hang on, I need to, Lucky, I need to do the air quotes, Lucky Penny, Omen of Misfortune. A two cost, two XP asset, and it has a uh, willpower and an agility icon. Mm-hmm. Item, charm, and cursed. Exceptional, costs four XP. Forced, when you reveal a bless or a curse token during a skill test you're performing, flip a coin. On a heads, treat that token as a blessed token. On a tails, treat that token as a curse token. If you treat a blessed token as a curse token as a result of this effect, draw one card. Mm. The art on this is wild. Sorry, it's also got an accessories accessory mm. icon uh, slot. The art on this yeah. is wild. It, it looks almost like it. It's like a bit of art from a different game. It could be like a Magic the Gathering bit of art or something mm. like that. Mm. And it's like someone about to flip a coin that's got green smoke coming off it <laughs> yeah it looks very fantasy doesn't yeah. it yeah he's got he or she has big rings and like talons yeah yeah 
It's wild. Anyway, it, it's kind of a wild card. This it's got flip, <laughs> flip a coin is on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is unusual in Arkham. Yeah, I can't. Do think they like, provide a coin with the pack? You know, we do I, people even have coins anymore. <laughs> I should make sure I, you know, have a two pence piece to take around with my Arkham set now. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I, I think. A certain type of person to a certain type of player will will love this card because it's got a coin flip on it. I think some people really like that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very happy that for everyone who loves this card, who thinks it's just cool, then you know, I love you. You're great. Enjoy <laughs> this card because it's it's made for you. Yeah. I do you know what I have a this is funny, I don't get this with every card. This is card is giving me a really vivid image of turning up at an Arkham event in future at a time when we can meet again and there'll be a table of people where you've got like a Sister Mary Guardian player who's defending everyone with Bless you've got the Seeker with their cursed deck maybe the Mystic also running the cursed things it's this really like finely tuned team and then the fourth player is the rogue player. They just slap down Lucky Penny, turn one, and they're like, I don't care about any of your blessing curse. <laughs> you, know? And, you know, just the like, complete loon, the kind of person who buys everyone a beer just as we're all about to leave, who's just like, chaos, I love it. That kind of chaos player, this is yeah. just perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's that's fun that it exists. 100%. Um, you know, it's the kind of thing where if we were running an event, someone would call us over and say, look at this. And we would be chuckling to each other like there's someone who's just decided to basically not care about all of the hard work that all the other players have put in. So here's a question. Is this... Well, I, I don't think there's an answer to this. <laughs> How do you feel about this in, in, a, in a game where you're running with a blessed player or a game where you're running with a cursed player? Mm. Because... If all of your tokens are bless, right? With this card, then half of your tokens are going to be curse instead. But you draw a yeah. lot of cards. Yeah. If you're in a curse team, half, half your tokens are going to be bless instead. So you yeah. pass tests more easily. But presumably other people who've put the curse cards in their deck aren't going to trigger their effects that trigger on revealing a curse token. Mm. When you reveal it. And it's forced as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's timing priority. (laughs) Forced as well. So at the point you want to get off the wild ride of flipping a coin every test, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cursed penny more like. Yeah. So, I mean. Or or do you run it in a deck that's like a bit of both and you just like go all in on chaos? Yeah. I think that's what you do. So I think. If you're playing it in Rogue and you don't mind your blesses turning into curses, this is an all right card draw engine. You know, 50% of the time you see those blesses, they become curses. You're a Rogue, so your stats are silly high anyway, and you draw cards. In the curse version, I mean, you know, would we put this in my Trish deck in our curse team as just a way of mitigating some of the curses we're putting in the bag for me? No, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's a point, actually, because... You're not triggering anything off drawing a curse, are you? No, no. In that deck. You're just stacking the bag with curses. I'm the one who wants to draw the curses. Now, that's a good That's a good question. But if I treat it as a bless, it still removes the token. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but so, it would have removed the, the token anyway, unless you used yeah. the Blasphemous Covenant. So it's a, it's a really odd one. I mean, the final thing I'd say is it's accessory slot. And Rogue's starting to have quite a lot of good cards for the accessory slots. And the, particularly there's Lucky Cigarette Case. Yes. That is a very good card. by two and you get a card. No coin flipping, no uncertainty, just the uncertainty of drawing from the Chaos Bag. Unfortunately, I think Lucky Penny will struggle to win a place. But maybe there's a Relic Hunter, Lucky Penny plus Lucky Cigarette Case, <laughs> Mr. Lucky deck out there. Mr. Lucky, who I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Should we move on? Yeah, yeah, let's. I give it the stamp of interesting. <laughs> this next card is another unique rogue asset. It's Eye of the Jinn, Vessel of Good and Evil. Two cost asset, two XP, double intellect icons, item, relic, blessed, and cursed. So Mateo can take it and whoever our cursed player is. It's also exceptional. Wow. So it's also 4xp and limit 1 per deck. This one takes up a hand slot and has a reaction trigger. When you initiate a skill test during your turn, 
Exhaust Eye of the Jinn, set your base skill value to 5 for this test. If a blessed token is revealed during this test, ready Eye of the Jinn. If a curse token is revealed during this test, you may take an additional action this turn. This is kind of wild, this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's yeah, weird. Yeah. It, it looks like, so I would have said this was an accessory slot. Yeah. And the penny is a hand slot. (laughs) Yeah, but it looks like it's kind of sitting in his hand, so it'd be like a thing you wear on your hand. Okay, yeah. I can see that. I don't know. Yeah, no, this this is pretty wild, this card. So this is one of the ones that was with the announcement article. We've had a bit of time to think about it. I must admit, I haven't thought about it that much. (laughs) I've seen some really intriguing thoughts. So, for instance, Preston might love this card. Because once a turn, it's like a mini um, trial by fire. Yeah. For him. You know, one test a turn. I think what you actually just said for Lucky Penny about dividing up, well, what kind of a team am I running this in, is really useful for um, looking at this card as well. So if you're running it in a bless-only party, then potentially you get to use this multiple times in a turn, depending on, on your token reveals. If you're running it in a curse party... You might get extra actions. Uh, and then you might also go for the wild, let's do everything party. And yeah, then you potentially get multiple uses and multiple actions yeah. for the cheap cost of two cost. Man, I, that, I think, yeah, you could make, put a really potent deck together if you're doing like a, a cursed Dexter and he's got mm. cursed spells. Yeah. This card, he's just like slinging stuff around all turn. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. You could run, you know, Priest of Two Fates in that deck and get three Bless in the bag and then a Drip of Curse. If you want to go full Chaos, you could run this and the Lucky Penny in the same deck. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you flip a coin and then you see if you get, if you ready it or you get an extra action. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't run Lucky Penny, the other thing you could do is run Favor of the Moon and Favor of the Sun in the same deck and control which token you see when. Oh, yeah. yeah that's kind of wild. <laughs> yeah, you just sort of pile them in. I mean, I, I think both of the abilities for... Both of the Bless and Curse abilities are, are nice. I also think a card that gives you a stat of five is potentially really reasonable as well. Yeah. Preston obviously jumps out to me, but you could also think about this and say... Tony and set your willpower or agility to five once a turn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's your base skill value. So any, as long mm. as you're not picking a skill that's at, at least five, you're always going to get some kind of boost. Yeah, yeah. It's going to stack with whatever else you're using. Yeah. Funnily enough, the person that this maybe doesn't fit with is Seth, who's got the high stats already in the stats she's probably testing. Mm. And actually, Dexter's already willpower five, right? So you're using this to set any of the other stats to five. I mean, if you've got... This is like the mind's eye thing, right? If you've got an intellect of two and you can set it to five once a turn, you know this could be a card you run... Solo. Solo just to help you get clues. It yeah. does have the two intellect icons pointing us in that direction. That's... Yeah, yeah. That, that, the other that's thing nice we've actually. not said, and obviously everyone's bingo cards... We need to have said both oh, of these yes. cards are exceptional, so there's only one in the deck, so yeah. you can't find it. All of that stuff is important to note. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, what I thought you were going to say is both cards can be taken by Mateo. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Can be taken by Mateo, one of them at level zero if he wants to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, he just starts with Eye of the Gin. Pretty good. Cool. I want to try. This is one I definitely want to put in the deck and try. Brill. Okay. Next, we have Armageddon. Mm-hmm. This is a 4 cost, 4 XP asset. It, it has a willpower and a combat icon and spell and cursed traits. Uses 3 charges. Action, spend 1 charge. Fight. This attack uses willpower instead of combat. You get plus 2 willpower and deal plus 1 damage for this attack. For each curse token revealed during this attack, you may deal 1 damage to an enemy at your location or place 1 charge in Armageddon. And it uses the arcane slot. Do you want to look ahead at the next two cards? Yes. Maybe we discuss them as a suite. I think that's that's a good idea. I think we did the same thing when we did the level zero versions of these. Mm, yeah, I think so. So uh, we have Eye of Chaos, 5 cost, 4 XP, Willpower and Intellect Pips. Same as Eye of Chaos level zero, except that you get plus 2 Willpower 
And it also says for each curse token you reveal during this investigation, you may discover one clue at a connecting location or place one charge on it. And then Shroud of Shadows, three costs, four XP, willpower, agility pips. And again, you get plus two in uh, willpower for this test. And for each curse token revealed, to, so for each curse token revealed during this evasion attempt, you may move to a connecting location or place one charge on Shroud of Shadows. So, so they've all gained a plus two willpower boost built mm-hmm. in, which is pretty standard for upgraded spells. Yeah, but also they now say for each curse token you reveal. So rather than if you reveal a curse token, yeah, yeah, that could be like quite significant. So. Yeah, we've in our, in our curse team we've had a number of occasions where folks have revealed two, I think three curse tokens mm-hmm. on on occasion. Yeah. yeah, at that point it sort of becomes the fact you failed the test becomes less relevant. If you reveal two yeah. or three, you're still doing well potentially two or three damage or some combination of <laughs> clues, damage, and extra charges. So you haven't wasted them. Yeah, that's where it kind of gets super tasty yeah i take an attack with armageddon i'm hoping to do two or three damage and then i reveal three curses fail the test but still do three damage like that's (laughs) nuts to me yeah and same with eye of chaos like you don't get two clues at your location but you do get three clues from connecting locations yeah and shroud of shadows is the weirder one you can take three moves if you fail. You'd still be engaged with the enemy, <laughs> but you just move around for each each curse you <laughs> you pull. Yeah, I, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you kind it's like um, ethereal form on a stick, isn't it? You kind of ghost mode and drag a load of enemies with you without actually evading them. Just imagine like you're standing there in the street and like someone semi-transparent runs past with the top hat on. (laughs) (laughs) Like a a ghoul, like, loping after him. (laughs) Yeah. These are are fascinating to me. Yeah. I tell you what else is interesting. I know we we come back to this card a lot, but Favour of the Moon lets you use a curse token when you reveal a chaos token. So you could be in this situation where you reveal a curse token and then you say, right, I want that second one. I'm going to use Favour of the Moon. Or even once you've Mm -hmm. got two, then you get the third one. Mm-hmm. Uh, off favor of the moon. Yes. Yeah. Or I guess you could just like does favor of the moon exhaust? I think it does. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, regardless. Yeah, definitely. It seems to be our our curse token enabler that we've not yet played with, where you just it's simple, but it really does what you need, which is pulling out the tokens yeah. when you want them. So, so the other thing I want to mention is that we often say like for for kind of main class mystics putting inverted commas around that. Mm. Uh, The kind of mystic who's got five willpower, that plus two willpower feels a bit like... What's my favourite phrase, Frank? (laughs) A hat hat on a hat. A hat on a hat, yeah. Because you've already got really potent willpower. You might have something like a... I don't know, like a rosary or something, boosting your willpower Mm. at the same time. But when you start pulling curse tokens... That can really like eat into your skill value pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm nodding so hard here. So th- this cancels out the first curse token, mm, keeps yeah. you at your your boosted willpower. So on this card in particular, I think that's that's potentially like a great addition. Yeah, yeah, we've said it before. You know, rogues might not care about curse because they can add their stats together, and mystics might not care about curse as much as the other classes. I mean, because they might have such a high willpower that they're just kind of a giggling. Uh-huh. And yeah, I think having those baked in boosts becomes really useful, really useful. Because sometimes you want to be like, if you've got, you know, your your, your worst token is a minus four and you're yeah. four over, you might want to go like six or even eight up because then you can draw two curse tokens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and still pass. If, if you're up at, or say you put a... Um, Oh, bloody hell, I've forgotten the name of the card. It's the, the Mystic One core that gives you the curse token. Promise of Power Promise with of the power. four icons. Yeah. Yes. I, I get it mixed up with the the Treachery. Oh, yes. That's called Offer of Power. Yes. <laughs> but, but if you put that into a test, if you put Promise of Power into a test, that's four icons plus two plus potentially five, which puts you on Quick Maths 11. Mm-hmm. 
so you'd be eight up on a three difficulty test. So you could draw two curse tokens and then a minus four and still be okay. Yeah, yeah. That feels like sometimes you might actually want to do that. <laughs> it's not like, mm, a mm. oh, I'm, I'm showboating now. I've gone eight up on the test. Yeah, we, we said in a, a recent previous episode, you know, one of the reasons why you might be saying some don't commit anymore, you don't need to go any higher. But if curse is in the bag, the possible threshold for how negative the bag can get really spikes. Mm-hmm. It's not just that it can be two worse, it can be four worse, six worse, you know, it can, it can be crazy. I think it's a really good point. Yeah. I think they're a really cool trio of spells. And yeah. Yeah. And yeah, final point, I think, really interesting way of doing the upgrade to it's not just bigger numbers. It's not, you know, you do plus three damage now. It's a really weird way of offering it, which I think is really cool. It, really it's, good design. Yeah, it's it's rewarding you for building into the, the, the curse play style and thinking about mm-hmm. how and when you're revealing curses and, and the kind of the, the multiple token revealing ability and mm. tech that that, uh, that Mystic have got. So I think, yeah, I, mm. I, I agree. I think it's a really nice way to upgrade these cards. So next we have Spirit of Humanity, our first survivor card. It's a two cost, two XP asset. A lot of assets in this pack. And a lots of two cost, icon. two, well, two cost, <laughs> yeah, two, two assets. Yeah, fact, yeah. Yeah, two cost, two cost, two cost, two cost, two cost. Wow. Two cost. Everything apart from the mystic yeah, cards. And then, two and, cost. Yeah. <laughs> it's ritual, blessed, and cursed. So Mateo can take it. Uh, takes up the arcane slot. It was a very rare slot for survivors, well, isn't it? Maybe the first arcane survivor card we've got? Yeah, maybe. I can't think of any others. Two free triggers. The first, exhaust spirit of humanity and take one damage and one horror. Add two blessed tokens to the chaos bag. Second free trigger, exhaust spirit of humanity and add two curse tokens to the chaos bag. Heal one damage and one horror. Well, I think there's an obvious home for this. Right? That is... I'm trying to think of the worst obvious home. <laughs> R- Roland Banks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rebecca Vardy. Agnes, yeah, even, even Rebecca Vardy's account. Yeah. <laughs> even even Agnes, actually, I was going to say that as a joke, even Agnes could get a giggle out of taking... Yeah, she could. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so the obvious home is Calvin. And this is weirdly... Your two favourite cards combined, Painkillers and Smoking Pipe. Oh, you know what? Card. Actually, I do quite like this in Agnes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like that. I think I like this a lot in Agnes. Oh, it's an arcane you... slot, though. Yeah. That's, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's rough. You may, yeah, you're running one cursed spell in this, then, potentially. Yeah, maybe. That's it. Anyway, sorry, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so Calvin, I think, is the obvious home for this. Yes, yeah. And is that Calvin in the art? It certainly looks like him. It could be, yeah. Got the suspenders on and covered in blood, mm. which is usually how you recognise Calvin. <laughs> Calvin at the end of any scenario. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, so he obviously likes to take damage and horror to bump his stats up, and he gets blesses as a result, which is nice. And then also you might be panicking about your damage and horror, and you've got a free trigger to heal as well. So there seems value in both sides there for him. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I think it's good. My, sorry, my mind is already spinning, thinking if I could, I could run a like an Agnes spell event deck using this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or going more in on. Oh, it's quite good. You could like, you could you could do two of two <laughs> of both great. if you had two of them. You could do like heal and take damage every turn, just to like kind of machine gun enemies, but also put tokens into the bag. And then mm. because you're playing in Mystic, you could put the paradoxical covenant in your deck mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To so yeah. end up with ten, 10 tokens in the bag pretty quickly, and then just like pure chaos every time someone takes a test <laughs> as they draw like seven tokens out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's that's very possible. I think the thing that really stands out for me is that it's a damage and a horror. Yeah. So for the first cost, you need to be able to take a damage and a horror to add the bless, and that means for someone like Calvin, who's even for health and sanity, that's no bad thing. And likewise, actually, for say Stella. She's a 8-8 eight, eight for health and sanity, so yeah. she doesn't mind too often taking one of each. But if you have someone like Silas taking this, which I don't know if it's as good a fit, he's only got five sanity. So he's got so, four shots at yeah. most. After which he's very scared. Or, of course, you can overflow onto Jessica and Peter, yes. our favourite soaks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, you could be in a situation where, like, if you're playing, if you're playing Silas with the Soak team, mm-hmm. you might have turns where you haven't used their Soak, right? Yep. And then mm-hmm. you're just like, well, we haven't used that, and I'm about to end my turn, and I'm I'm wasting a free heal. Yeah. So screw it. Let's put two blessed tokens in the bag. Makes yeah. our life a little bit easier. Yeah. You just keep it sort of dripping up. Yeah. Yeah. With the blessed tokens. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. That that seems pretty legit. Yeah. And as you say that, there's no limit on this card. It's not like it runs out of charges. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what else is Silas putting in his arcane slots? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. I, th- I think there's probably literally nothing else you can. Oh, maybe there's a. Is there a neutral? Arcane slot. I don't think there is. He's taking versatile to versatile in. (laughs) Shivelling. Clarity of mind. It's too willpower. Yeah, clarity of mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to heal horror. He's got low sanity. That's a legit choice. (laughs) So he's not going to take this other card, which heals horror. (laughs) Yeah, no, he shouldn't take this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This feels like a really, really nice addition to bless and curse Mm -hmm. because of how it plays with the endurance of the faction and also about how it potentially like you said you could put 10 of each tokens just using this card if you've got a way of mitigating that damage and horror really funky yeah yeah no i, I think this is good i'd love to see some folks come up with with some decks around this <laughs> yeah and then the rogue player turns up slams lucky Ple- penny down on the table and says <laughs> let's do this yeah 10, okay, ten of each to... and i've got my coin ready <laughs> yeah exactly Right, take us to our last card, Peter. Bro, we'll bring bring it home. Harmony Restored. This is a three-cost event, two XP, and it has two willpower icons. Fortune and Blessed Traits. Search the Chaos Bag for X Curse Tokens and return them to the token pool. X is the number of Blessed Tokens in the Chaos Bag. Gain one resource for each Curse Token removed in this way. Even the... Is it Skins? Skeens? Yeah, I think skeens. Skeens? Yeah. Even the skeins of fate can be untangled for a time. And the the art is like a guy. He's got like a unchaining a book, really. Mm. It's Adam S. Doyle. Yeah. Is it? Oh, I didn't realise. Adam S. Doyle, was, um, yeah. He, he didn't realise he looked like that. <laughs> Very good, yeah. <laughs> it's Adam, he's done a self-portrait. This is how I he comes see. up with his new artworks. Right, right. He, looks, he looks a lot like a book. Yeah, yeah, and the chains look almost like tentacles. It's a nice mirror of something like ancient evils, where you have ter- tentacles kind of bursting upwards, but it's chains exploding off. Yeah, I, I, the first thing I thought, like if, if you squint at it from a distance, it looks like the autofill symbol. Mm, mm, yeah, it does. Um, it looks a lot. I like would it. love this as playmat art, by the way. I think it is glorious. It is. It is a nice bit of art. But is the card any good? Is it any good? Well, uh, two icons, that's nice. Three-cost event, expensive. Yeah. So I'm going to read it again, because I think yes. I haven't quite wrapped my brain around it. Search the Chaos Bag for X curse tokens and return them to the token pool. X is the number of blessed tokens in the Chaos Bag. Gain one resource for each curse token removed in this way. So, best case scenario, you have ten curse tokens. And ten blessed and ten tokens. ten blessed tokens. You play, pay three return take 10 curse tokens out of the bag get 10 resources yeah so it's a seven resource and the removal of 10 curses just all in one go thought of something about uh, spirit of humanity go on can we, can we go jump back to it very briefly yeah yeah of course the first ability says exhaust spirit of humanity and take one damage and one horror that's the cost so you can do that even without having the tokens to put in the bag but all the ability does is put tokens in the bag the second mm-hmm. ability exhaust spirit of humanity and add to ca- uh, curse tokens to the chaos bag you need mm-hmm. to have the curse tokens to the bag to be able to add to, to the bag yeah to, to heal the damage on the horror mm-hmm. so we didn't specifically mention that and i'm sure people know yeah but actually this card yeah. has just made me think of it yeah and you need to have something that the effect can change the game state right as well so the effect needs to change the game state. So you couldn't use the second ability on Spirit of Humanity to exhaust it and add two curse tokens to the Chaos Bag if you didn't have a damage and a horror to heal. That's right, yes. A damage yeah. or a horror. Yes, you'd do as much of the effect as you could. So heal a damage or a horror. I believe, yes. Yes, but if you had neither damage nor horror... Yeah, you couldn't just the, add curse The tokens. effect of the second ability wouldn't 
do anything, so you couldn't pay the cost then. Yeah, yeah. So with Harmony restored, yeah. then what's a, what's a nice? I guess the question is: Are you profiting from removing the curse tokens? Yeah. So what you you went straight to ten best case. Yeah. Let's let's go. If not worst case, the nearly worst case, which One. is say you play <laughs> Tempt Fate, put three of each in the bag, mm-hmm. and then play Harmony Restored. You pay three to remove three curses and get three resources. So that co- th- at that point, this card has cost you nothing except an action, and it's you've used a card to remove the downside, and putting that in air quotes, of Tempt Fate. Yeah. So two card combo to put three Bless in the bag. That, I think, is way below the curve, given that you could just play keep faith for two cost fast and put four bless in the bag so i think you need to be removing at least four or five curses for this card to start having value right yes well potentially Mm -hmm. what's the we don't have anything which straight up removes curse tokens from the back do we i can't think of another card which does that we have there's some that there's there's a mystic one is it mystic which swaps there's tides of fate yeah swap X bless for X. curse or other swap way around. all the curse yeah swap all the curse for bless and for a turn and back at the end back. of the turn yeah yeah and we've also got dark ritual which seals up to five sure yeah but we don't have any cards which just say we we're gonna take curse tokens out the back from what I re- what I remember mm, yeah I can't think of one either so we don't really have like a nobody. cost we can directly associate with that mm. this maybe is the first one yeah so, like, I, I think you're right. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think mm-hmm. getting four or five out of the bag would feel pretty good. But for that to be the case, we would need four or five blessed tokens in the bag and four or five cursed tokens in the bag. If you've been yeah. stocking the bag up with Spirit of Humanity, that's maybe maybe easier, <laughs> easy to do. Yeah. You've had Spirit of, if you've had Spirit of Humanity for four turns, you've maybe put four bless and four curse in. Yeah. At a cost of two, and then you make one resource from the curse tokens. Is is it? It's an unusual card. This, yeah, really unusual. We've got two. Its purpose isn't immediately clear to me. Is it an economy Mm -hmm. card, or is it a reduced curse tokens card, or is it a little bit of both? If you are you getting value out of it by just removing three curse tokens and it being cost Mm. neutral, I mean, maybe you are to be honest. Or are you trying to bump up the number of both tokens and then play this to get more value? And the other cost that we can't determine is what you've done to put Curse and Bless in the bag mm-hmm. up to that point. If you've been putting Bless in very easily and it's it, that's played into your game, game plan for a scenario, then you're using those Bless tokens to, to remove the Curse tokens and it's not an effort. But if you're finding that you're actually having to include more cards in your deck to add even more Bless to make Harmony Restored worthwhile, mm-hmm. that seems to me like a bit of a blind alley to be going down. You know, oh, I just need to add two more bless so I can really make value out of Harmony Restored. So I'll play another Keep Fate. You know, it all starts to get a little bit tricksy. I, I, I do wonder whether there's a there's a kind of a Calvin deck. Maybe this fits in the same deck that Spirit of Humanity fits in. Mm. Calvin's running like a, a, a some amount of bless tech and a little bit of curse tech, and he's able to use Spirit of Humanity to do like do some health management. Probably boost him up earlier in the scenario, but then keep keep himself from overflowing. This might work really well later in the scenario to top up some resources, but also mm. like thin out that bag as the scenario is getting more difficult. Mm. You know, I don't know. That's yeah. You've made me think of a bunch of different things. The first was I thought suddenly of systemary and crisis of humanity. Is that what it's called? Crisis of faith. Crisis of faith. Uh, Spirit of Humanity, Crisis of Faith. Crisis of Faith says swap every bless in the bag for a curse or take horror. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could be at 10 bless and take five horror and put five curse in. Mm -hmm. And then a card like this uses those five bless to remove the five curse. Yeah. Kind of the bag gets back to a nice place again very quickly. Yeah. Maybe something like that. Or or you could be in a position as Calvin where you, you do something like. You've been using Spirit of Humanity, and you've ended up tilted towards Curse. So yeah, you, you've taken too much damage and horror. Yeah, you've 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 used you've used Spirit of Humanity to heal yourself, and then you do like a two card. You play Keep Faith, and then you play Harmony Restored. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so you bump up the number of blessed tokens, and then you sweep away all the cursed tokens, and then you cruise yeah. through the rest of the scenario with with bless. What does the yeah. um, Survivor Covenant do again? It's Ancient Covenant. When you reveal a blessed token, you stop. Right. Okay. It removes its reveal more tokens ability. So yeah, I, I, my, that is interesting. I, I, so, so some Calvin player will would need to get like a, some one of these pro Calvin players to tell us like is this legit for a, for a Calvin deck? Mm. The the other thing you mentioned like cleaning up the bag, which is where I'm really fascinated about this card anyway, is its two abilities make money and clean up the bag. You probably want at different times in a scenario. If I'm going into a final act of a scenario and maybe we're going to take some important tests, I can see the survivor player playing this to really clean out the bag in a good way. You know, in much the same way that that might be like your trial by fire turn or your uh, will to survive turn. It's like, right, power turn, guys, let's do this. So Harmony Restored could be really useful there. But you probably don't need a shed load of resources going into the final turn unless something's gone very wrong. Whereas where I would like those resources is turn one or two. Yeah. And obviously you're not going to be at a place where the bag necessarily has got loads of bless and loads of curse. So that's, I think, the other place where I'm a little bit confused by the card. I mean, if you're in a situation where, like I say, if you are playing Keep Faith and then this, that's a that's a five resource cost. So So you could end up that turn being neutral. Keep Faith is fast, right? Yes, it is, yeah. So, so that would be one action effectively cost-neutral to, to remove a good chunk of curse tokens. And I think that, that probably has value. Of course, you'd need to be on five resources before you started because you only get them back after <laughs> yeah. playing both these cards, yeah. which can sometimes yeah. be an issue. Yeah, so that I just checked the Ancient Covenant. It's reaction when an investigator at your location resolves a blessed token, exhaust the covenant, do not reveal another token as part of this token's effect. So you get a plus two and pass the test. Yeah, hope. okay. I mean, I, I, I could see you maybe playing a Kelvin which uses Bless more and maybe, like, doesn't quite go so close to the edge of death mm. tries to, to pull Bless tokens more often. I don't know. Well, as ever, the weirdest card has provoked the most discussion with us, which is good, I think. Yeah. You know? So should we should we bring this home and finish up? Yeah, yeah. I'm really curious. I think it's a mixed bag. There are some... I think every card in this pack is at least interesting. Like the mm-hmm. the mystic yep. cards, they're a great upgrade to the the level zero uh, spells. I imagine you're going to be taking that upgraded Eye of Chaos Ooh, yes. in your Ooh, yes. Jacqueline Curse deck. The yeah. the two row cards are absolutely bananas, um, yeah. and they're going to make some people very happy. The the guardian cards, like absolutely workmanlike. Even yeah. <laughs> even Faye, which probably like maybe seem like the weirdest and not so potent on first look. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. I've I, I got a feeling, actually, maybe that card is 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 not bad. Yeah, I think a really good pack. I mean, just to echo what you said, and I think the card I feel most excited about is probably Spirit of Humanity, and I wasn't expecting it to be that exciting, but the more you look under the hood, it's like, oh, this is a really intriguing card. Like yeah. the Jessica Peter thing got me really excited using their ability sort of more proactively, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, than yeah. Just, oh, yeah, they're handy soaked there. Well, we've always said, like, sorry, I'm aware you're trying to, you're trying to stop, but... <laughs> no, no, dive in, dive in. <laughs> but we've often said one of the difficulties with healing cards is being able to generate tempo with your healing. So what am I doing that's progressing the game state, which I need to heal myself for, or, or am, am I already in a bad position and then I'm spending more tempo mm-hmm. to, to to heal myself up? And this is a card which which fits into that equation, right? Allows yeah. you to take damage and horror in order to advance... Uh, I say your board state, like bag state. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah I'm keen to try. What, what's The other thing, I'll just mention very briefly, there's a weird mm-hmm. disconnect. Like a lot of the cards... So... If we look through the cards in this in this pack, we've got guardian cards that fit well in Sister Mary. We've got um, seeker cards that fit well in Amanda, and the, the kind of the, the the rogue and the mystic cards. There are investigators that they fit in. You can mm-hmm. run the Innsmouth investigators with these cards in, but the the survivor cards, none of them seem to fit in Silas. 
<laughs> like yeah, and Silas, yeah. I just don't understand why you would run a bless or a curse deck in Silas. But I can understand why because Silas is so like thematically linked to the Innsmouth cycle. Yeah, it makes perfect yeah. sense. He's there. It's just he doesn't yeah. quite gel with the cards that are coming out for Survivor this cycle. Yeah, and and you've said before as well about wondering about Survivor plus Bless more generally, and we can talk about that in our Bless and Curse episode, but Survivor Bless doesn't jump out as obviously as Guardian Bless, which we talked about earlier in the episode. You know, Shield of Faith, Guardians use Bless tokens to do things, and then you get to Survivor and it's like, uh, they like tokens in the bag? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, maybe that is part of their identity, that they, they can handle the bag in some way or smooth out the bag. Right. Well, listener, if you have a really hot take about Harmony Restored, please let us know. We're drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. We're drawn to the flame on Facebook, Twitter, designed by humans if you want, drawn to the flame goodies and Patreon. Thank you to all our patrons who supported the cast. We really appreciate it. And as this is a first look, we're just going to end it there. Well, thank you. Bye.